Uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Welcome again to another stream or session here on Chaos Rain channel. As I'm Chaos Rain here. And today's stream, podcast, slash YouTube channel, Um, there's going to be a few spoilers on the title, as you see with the thumbnail. And for those that's not familiar with the history of the movie or the franchise, I will do a quick Google just to remind young people, most people mostly millennials and Gen Zs, because I know Generation X is familiar of this franchise more than um, certain millennials and certain Gen Zs, ironically. And the reason why I'm saying this is because this only hits to a few demographics of people. Um, but before I start the stream, if you're new to Chaos Rain channel, thank you. And those that will be new in the future, make sure you hit the red button, subscribe button, and hit the top ding notification bell for all uploads and streams, live streams here on the Cast Rain channel. Um, also, you can now follow me on Twitter at CastRain7. And you can now add me as a friend on Facebook, Eric Rain on Facebook. And I'm just going through some looking. That's one, one last thing. Okay. And also, okay. Also, you can find me on all audio podcasting of all shows of Chaos Rain channel and some of the uploads as well. So, like always, I'm all over the place. And I'm just looking at the feeds, looking at a lot of things. Hmm. Adam Warlocker. Interesting. I'm just going through some things. Yeah, I'd be surprised with so much things are on the net, especially. But um, I think I lay out most everything. And what else I'm forgetting? Oh, yes. And I would like to hear from y'all personally. The comment section is free. You can always leave a comment on what you've heard, what you've thought about certain streams, what you like, you dislike. Also, if you're listening live right on the air, please hit the like button as you come in. Um, and like always, feedback is always appreciate and importance because, like always, content can always be reflected by your feedback. And silence means compliance at the end of the day. And like always, we don't want to be complacent and you know comfortable with things that we see or heard. So we always got to express our thoughts and feelings. That's how things can be changed by your verbal expression. So now I'm trying to find something. Let me see if I have the articles in front of me. Look at it now. Is this the one? But before I show the article, let me give you all the snippet spoiler. Well, actually, let me give you the title of the stream. 
The title of the stream is titled. Hold on. Let me make sure this title's right. Yeah. The title for the stream for tonight is 007 Reveal. Hold on. No, 007 Reveal. Is this the end? Now, what I mean by is this the end? For those that watched the recent movie, No Time to Die, this week, leading on to the weekend, is very telling. And it's so telling that it lets the fans and audience that is a heavily fan of James Bond and the history of James Bond gasping for air, the excitement, the thrill of the action, but more in-depth than just the action you should focus on. You should focus on the storyline that leads up to the actor known as Daniel Craig playing his last role in a well-established franchise since Dr. Known in 1962. But, like I said, let me look at the Wikipedia version of the little backstory of James Bond. And one thing before we do that, hold on, make sure I got it right now. Let me do this quickly. Okay, so now, as y'all see the things, and then refresh this bad boy here. Now, the history of James Bond. Before we go into the meat ahead, what is the history of 007? Let's take a look. Because, like I said earlier, people don't know the history of James Bond. Hmm, interesting. All right, let me see this Wikipedia. Oh, that's not it. Is this the one? No, that's not it. Oh, okay. Putting the wrong title. Okay, there we go. Found it. I my apologies, people. Let's share this so y'all could take a good look at this bad boy. Share. As you see right here, James Bond. As you know, the article is about the series for character scene, James Bond a literary character 
for other use. James Bond, etc., 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 etc. James Bond series focused on the fictional British Secret Service agent created in 1953, roughly 68 years ago, hmm. by writer Ian Fleming, who featured him in 12 novels and two short story collections since Fleming's death in 1964. And we're not sure what year Fleming was born, but he died during the release of the second film, ironically. Eight other authors have written authorized Bond's novels or novelizations of Kingsley, Erms, Christopher Woods, John Garner, Raymond Benson, Sebastian, or called Sebastian Fawkes, Jeffrey Dever, William Boyd, and Anthony Horowitz. The latest novel is Forever and a Day by Anthony Horowitz, published in May of 2016. Additionally, Charlie Higson wrote a series of young James Bonds. A. Kate Westbrook wrote three novels based on the diaries of a recurring series character by Money Penny. Now, going through down here, it goes more into detail. 007 is the code name. And, you know, adapted by television, radio, comic strips, etc., and even video games. Going down, I'm just going to scan through it. The film series has grossed over $7.4 billion in total, making it the sixth highest gross film series to date, which started in 1962 with the first movie, Dr. No. And this is the picture of Dr. No. Sean Connery as Bond as 2021. There has been 25 films in Eon production series. The most recent Bond film, as you see for the thumbnail, No Time to Die, starring Daniel Craig. In his fifth portrayal on Bond, he is the sixth actor to play Bond in the Eon series. There has also been two independent production Bond films, Casino Royale. Now, let me look when Casino Royale came out. The original one came out in 1967. Okay. And starring David Nevian. Neven. Never Say Never Again, a 1983 remake of the early Eon produced films of 1965 Thunderball, both starring Sean, somebody starring Connery, sorry, in 2015, a series was established to be worth $19.9 billion, making James Bond one of the highest gross media franchise of all times. Bond films are renowned for, for a number of features, including the musical accompanying with the theme song having received Academy Awards nominations on several occasions and two wins. Other important elements which run through most of the film, including Bond's cars, his guns, and the gadgets with which he is supplied by Q Branch. And remember, Q has been always been reformed for some time. The Q that you see in the last James Bond film is a younger Q, but he takes on the code name Q. He's not really Q, but Q, if y'all know the history, is a code name. And you see right here. 
And the film are also noted for Bond's relationship with various queen women who are sometimes referred to as Bond girls. So you can tell right here, many women. And as you know, literary articles, etc. Fleming created a fictional character by James Bond as a central figure for his works. Bond is an intent, what do you call it, intelligence officer in the Secret Intelligence Service, commonly known as MI6, which is a real um, fraction, is actually like the CIA of Europe. Bond, known for his code number 007, and was a Royal Naval Reserve Commander. Interesting. Did not know that. Fleming based his fictional creation on a number of individuals he came across during his time in the Naval Intelligence Division and 30 assault units during the Second World War admits that Bond was a compound of all the secret agents of commando types I met during the war. Along those types were his brother Peter, who has been involved in the behind-the-line operations in Norway and Greece during the war. Aside from Fleming's brother and a number of others also provide some aspect of Bond's makeup, including Commander O'Brien French, Patrick Dazelle Jobs, and Billy Biffler, what do you call it, Dundrail. And the name James Bond came from of American, what do you call orthodox James Bond. Orthodox pronounce right a caribbean bird expert and author of the definite field guide birds of the west indies now when you mean west indies it could be potentially maybe jamaica trinidad tobago's who knows fleming is a keen bird watcher himself had a copy of bond's guide and later explained to the what they call orthologist wife that it stuck me that his brief unromantic angle Saxon. Now, what's the Anglo-Saxon? Look it up, please. You got to look that up to know what that is. And yet, very masculine name was just what I need. And so the second James Bond was born. Mm. He further explains that when I wrote the first one in 1953, 68 years ago, I want Bond to be an extremely dull, uninteresting man to whom things happen. I want him to be a blunt instrument. When I was casting around for a name for my protagonist, I thought, by God, James Bond is the dullest name I ever heard. And I am Fleming, the New York of 21st of April of 1962. On another occasion, Fleming said, I want the simplest, dullest, plainest sounding name I could find. And James Bond was much better than something more interesting, like what they call Peregrine. I think that's pronounced Caruthra. Exotic things would happen to and around him. But he would be a neutral figure, anonymous, blunt instrument, wheeling a by a government department. Yes, that's true. Thank you, boy. Bloodborne, it is. Going down. Fleming decided that Bond should resemble both American singer, what it called, Hagai Carmichael, and himself. 
And in Casino Royale, Vipers Lynn remarks bonds remind me rather of Helgo Cameron or Carmichael. But there is something cold and ruthless, likewise. And Moon, what do you call Moon Wrecker Special Brands Office, Gail Brand. Think of Bond is certainly a good looking, rather like Hugo Cam or Carmichael, anyway. That black hair falling down over the right eyebrow, much the same bones, but there was something a bit cruel in the mouth. And the eyes were cold, very cold. And this is the picture of the guy, Mr. Um, Carmichael. I can click on to that. Fleming endowed Bond with many of his own traits. Now, mind you, Ian Fleming, if you see the picture of Ian Fleming, he really wrote this novel in resemblance of himself. And there was speculation. Him writing it, he really wanted star in his own writing, i.e. film, and portray the character he created, the character we know as James Bond, which is not surprising. You know, a lot of artists nowadays or writers, they want to emulate what they create to be their reflection. So find it on another um, magazine. I think this was News, Newsweek, one of the magazines, but no, I'm not reading off that. All right, where am I? Um, including sharing the same golf handicap and the taste of for scrambled eggs and using the same brand of what they call toilet treat. Bond's tastes are also often taken from Fleming's own as was his behavior. With Bond's love of golf and gambling mirroring Fleming's own, Fleming used his experience of his espionage career and all of other aspects of his life as inspiration when writing, including using names of school friends, what they call acquaintances, relatives, and lovers throughout his books. It was not until the what they call per ultimate novel, You Only Live Twice, that Fleming gave Bond a sense of family background. The book was the first to be written after the release of Dr. No. This in cinema, Sean Connery depicts a Bond's effective Fleming interpretation of the character to give Bond both a sense of humor and Scottish accent that were not present in the previous stories. In a fictional orbital currently published in the Times, Bond's parents were given an Andrew Bond from the village of what they call Glincy, Scotland, and Monique the Rocks from the canton of Vlad, of Vlad, Switzerland, Fleming did not provide Bond's date of birth, but John Person, fictional biography of Bond, James Bond, and the authorization biography of 007, gives Bond a birth date on the 11th of November, 1920, while a study by John Groswold puts the date of the 11th of November, 1921. Okay, so he never had a birth date until... Not sure which which book when this book came out. When this book came out? Oh, that was after when um, Fleming died in '64. So when he died in '64, two years later, on the next book, that's when they gave a date of birth to James Bond, which is makes sense. 
Because if he was born in 1922 or 21, in the first film, he will be, if the film came out in 1962, because most of these dates are accurate when in regards to films, 1962 to 2000, I mean, 1922 or 21. That would have made James Bond roughly 40-something years old. Which really made sense because we look at the film of Daniel Craig. He is actually 53 years old up today or when his birthday came about this year. But Bond in the movies, even some each movies, he's actually roughly in the, his 40s. Most of the actors you see that's on there could be approaching 40s. Except um, Sean Connery. Because when he played James Bond back in um, 1962 of Dr. No, Sean Connery was roughly born 1930. So he would have been 31 going 32 of that year playing James Bond. Make him younger than previous of the date of when he was born. So, you know, a good little background of all that. Let's see if anything else want to go into it. Um, let me see. All right, I'm gonna read this and end this part. Wishless serving in the Naval Intelligence Division, Fleming had plans to become an author and had told a friend, I'm going to write the spy stories to end all spy stories. On the 17th of February, 1952, he began writing his first James Bond novel, Casino Royale, at the Golden Eye Estate in Jamaica. Give me a second, guys. Okay. So when he was writing his books, he was in Jamaica. Interesting. Very interesting. I remember a, a, a friend told me about this. I didn't believe him, but now reading this for the first time makes sense. Where he wrote all his Bond novels during the month of January and February each year. He started the story short before his wedding to his pregnant girlfriend, Anna, what do you call it, Charteros, or Charteris, in order to distract himself from the forthcoming nipples. Don't know what that is. After comp completing the manuscript of for Casino Royale, Fleming showed in it to his friend and later editor William Parner to read. Parner liked it and submitted it to the publish of Jonathan Capes, who did not like it as much. Capes finally published it in 1953 on a recommendation of Fleming's older brother Peter, an established traveling writer. Between 1953 and 1966, two years after his death, 12 novels and two short stories collection were published with the last two books. The Man with the Golden Gun, which it shows here, and Octopus and the Living Daylight, published mostly. All the books were published in the UK through Jonathan Cape. And these are his novels. 
as you can see right here. Remember, he died in 64. So, and probably before he died, these books were somewhat finished. I'm looking at all this. From Russia with Love, that came out as a movie. Diamonds Are Forever, that was a movie. Moonraker. Moonraker, yep. Which, that is a movie. Living and Let, Living and Let Die, which is another movie. Golden Finger, which became a movie. So, post-slim novels. At the film's death, a continuation novel, Colonel Sun, what do you call it? Cornell Sons was written by Kingsley Ames, Robert Marksman, and published in 1968. Ames had already written a literary study of Flims Bond's novels in his 1965 work, The James Bond Dozier. Although novelist of two of the E.M. Park productions, Bond films appear in print. James Bond, The Spy Who Loves Me. I'm in this picture right here. And James Bond and Moonwrecker. Wrecker. Both written by screenwriter by Christopher Woods. The series of novels did not continue until 1980. In 1981, the thriller writer John Garner picks up the series by license renewal. Garner went on to write 16 Bond books in total. And the books he wrote, License to Kill and Gold Eye, were novelists and Eon production films. On the same name, Garner moved the Bond series into the 1980s, although he retains the age of character as they were films of what it were when Fleming had left them. In 1996, Garner retired from writing James Bond books due to ill health. And I believe this is one of his books that he wrote. Mm-hmm. For a special service. Icebreaker. Roll Honor. Nobody Loves Lives Forever. The Deals, Mr. Bond. Scorpius. Win, Lose, or Die. Broke Claw. Broker Claw. License to Kill. I'm not sure why that didn't pop up. The Man with from Barbosola. Depth is Forever. Never Send Flowers. Still Fire. Golden Eye. And Cold. And another one from Raymond Benson became author Bond novelist. James Bond companion. First published in 1984 and goes on from related projects in 2002. Benson had written six Bond novels, three novelists, and three short stories. Mm. Blast from the Past. Zero Minus Teary. Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm. Which was a good movie. The Facts of Death. Midsummer Night Doom. Live at five, the world is not enough. And this right here was a film that came out 22 years ago by Pierce Brosnan and the fictional MI6 agent James Bond, 
The film was directed by Michael Adap with the original story and screenplay written by, yeah. High Times to Kill. All right. Double Shot. Never Dream of Dying. The Man with the Red Tattoo. They Die Another Day, which came out 19 years ago. Michael G. Wilson, Barbara Brockoa, and directed by Lee Tamerhorn is the fourth and final film of star Pierce Brosnan. And as MI6 agent James Bond, it was... So this is the last movie by Pierce Brosnan that came out 19 years ago. And we all know that Daniel Craig did not appear in James Bond until four years later. So if my math is right, they have to announce a new James Bond. And it's going to be next year. And once they announce it, you're going to look in the next two or potential three years of the production of this new film. And my math is right. And let me double check, make sure, because I got to check the timelines. This came out. Well, actually, it, it varies. It could be from four to five years, but who knows? After a gap of six years, Sebastian Fox was commissioned by Ian Flynn Productions or Publications to write a new Bond novel, which was released on 20th of May, 2008, the 100th anniversary of Fleming's death, um, Fleming's birth, sorry. Oh, interesting. So Ian Fleming was born in 2000, I mean, my fault, 1908. 1908, 1908, he was born. So he was born 1908 and he died in 1964. He died around late 50s. And my math is right. Let me let me do my calculator. Just because I always gotta check the math of this. Nineteen oh eight subtracted by two thousand. I mean, my Let me do. Let me do over. Let me see if I can clear this. How to clear this? I did something wrong. Let me open up my calculator. I just got to do this again, guys, because I, I want to make sure the math is right. 64, so... Yeah, he died at roughly 50... Like, 56... He died He died 56 years old. But let's check. 1908... No, actually, let me go back. 19... 64 subtracted by 1908. Yeah, I was right. 56 years old, he died. Imagine that. He died very young. He must have had an illness or something. But anyway, let's keep going. And these are the films by Raymond Benson. I mean, the, the, off, the books by Raymond Benson. Sorry. Zero minus 10. 
Oh, no, I read that already. Sorry. Let me go down. After the gap of six years, Sebastian Falk, which I read already, da 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 da. Um, the books, Devil May Cry, oh, Devil May Care, which is ironic that there is a video game called Devil's May Cry, but that's another story, was published by UK Pen um, Penguin Books and Double Day in the US. America writer Jeffrey Dever, if there's a picture of this man, yes, this was then commissioned to by I Am Flem's publication to produce. Cartel Barrage, or Cartel Blaca, which was published on the 26th of May, 2011. The book turned Bond into a post-9-11 agent independent of MI-15 or MI-16 on the 26th of September, 2003. Solo by William Boyd, set in 1969, was published in October 2014. It was announced that Anthony Hortz was the writer of Bond's con or continuation novels. Set in the 1950s, two weeks after the event of Goldfinger, it contains material written by previous unrevealing by Fleming, Trigger Mortis. And it, released, and it was released on the 8th of September 2015. Hort's second Bond novel, Forever and a Day, tells the origin story of Bond as a double agent prior to events of Casino Royale. The novel, also based on unpublished material from Fleming, was released on the 31st of May, 2018. And these are the books. And how long is this? Uh, I'm just looking through this, guys. Yeah, we can keep going. And I'm hoping y'all guys get some valuable information about this. Because this was never examined. If we want to keep it 100. I think one of the weakness or lack of understanding of history is we never understand the origin of the character who wrote it. Either we care or not, but understand the purpose, why he wrote it. The other things we should really ask the question. Hmm. And the funny thing about it is that when you watch these movies, there's lots of blood message in a lot of movies. I think with James Bond, the recent few movies from Spectre to Casino Royale to um I'm trying to remember the other movie before Spectral. Um, damn, I can't remember. But it was something before the Spectral. Spectral kind of revealed about United Nations, you know, New World Order, all that shit. Um, that's in the films. And that was written by authors that put it into film. Keep that in mind. I'm going to go down the list. Young Bond. Young Bond series of novels was started by... Charlie Higson, and between 2005 and 2009, five novels and one short story were published. The first young Bond novel, Silverfin, was also adapted and released as a graphic novel on the 2nd 
of October 2008 by Puffin Books. In October 2013, Iron Flynn published announced Stephen Cole would continue the series and with the first edition scheduled to be released by autumn of 2014. And these are his books. Money Penny Diaries, another um book company articles that wrote books from James Bond. Miss Money Penny and Miss Personal Secretary. The novel is penned by Samantha Wingber under the Pasomian Kate Westbrook, who is depicted as the book editor. The first installment of the trilogy is submitted by Guardian Angel, was released on the 10th of October 2005 in UK, and the second volume submitted Secret Service was released on the 2nd of November 2006 in UK publishing by John Murray. And more third volumes subtitled by Final Flame, etc., etc. Those are the books. And here there's the adaptation of television, which I'm not going to look into. Well, actually, hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. And these are the films or TV series. Okay. I'm just scanning this. Radio. Comics or comic books. And the films aspect of things. But before the film aspect, as you could tell, and I can read for yourself. This is what you see. These are the actors, only six in the past 59 years since the first film in 1962. Not many actors, people. Timothy Leon Delton, legit British actor. He started playing James Bond through 1987 to 1989. Then Pierce Brosnan did not take the role until roughly six years later in 1995-2002. That's a period of um seven years and daniel craig which if my math is right i think he's the longest running james bond let me look make sure roger moore was in english roger moore started in 1973 to 1985 that make it um 12 years him seven years one year so daniel craig is the only in the franchise that played james bond the longest which is a record-breaking as actually 14 years but because the film came out in 2020 because of the situation we had this year globally that the movie was supposed to release in 2020 so i will say because it came out this year it is only roughly 14 years. He has whole played James Bond for 14 years, longer than Roger Moore. He had the record of the longest playing James Bond from 1973 to 1985. Dan Cray broke that last year. Remember, he only played for 12 years. Dan Cray played for 14. 
He broke it two years ago, but you know, we could say 15, but we won't keep at 14 at best. So now let's go down. These are the movies, all 25 movies. Dr. Noon from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, In Her Majesty, In Majesty Secret Service, Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, The Man with the Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loves Me, Moonraker, For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, A View to Kill, I mean, A View to Kill, The Living Daylight, License to Kill, Golden Eye, which I think Golden Eye, if you remember, there was a book written a long time ago that was now turned to film. If you could tell. Tomorrow Never Dies. The World Is Not Enough. Die Another Day. Casino Royale, the remake of it. Quantum Solace, Skyfall, which that's the movie I try to remember. It was Skyfall that came out nine years ago. Spectral, and the one that just came out, No Time to Die. And that's pretty much it. And you know, the top bomb vehicle is always the Corvette or actually the Stingray. Oh no, actually Aston Martin, my fault. Aston Martin, yeah. I get mixed up between the cars. Very nice vehicle. Many gadgets, culture impact. And that's it. That is it. Now, as I'm looking at the time here, let me refresh. I'm probably going to soon give the spoilers. I'm not going to say it right away. Because if I say it right away, it's going to debauch what has really been put out here. I got some more time. So, what should I say and continue? As you know, that was just a Brief background. If you want to know more of the history and read it for yourself, you can easily Wikipedia it. I'm not about to put that in the description. Y'all know how to use Google and Wikipedia. You can find out more about James Bond history. I just only gave you this, the snaps of it. And like I said, I'm I would you consider me a Bond fan to a degree. I mean, I watched mostly all since 2006 to um now. Mostly every movie Daniel Craig played of James Bond. And as I scroll back, make sure it's all six movies. One, two, three, four, five. Actually, it's my fault. Five movies. 
he played in James Bond, which made him the longest actor to play James Bond in the last 36 years. That's a long time. Normally, most actors that play James Bond, the most and the average you see might play is roughly almost over five years. This man played this character in five films in under 14, going on 15 years. Because the movie was released last year. So this year, it would make it 15, but it was supposed to, um, it was finished production and was supposed to release last year. But, you know, I still give it 14 years because the movie should have came out last year. But this year, nonetheless, it came out in the month of October. So, as you know, um, he's the longest running James Bond, and he did a real good job. And I think they said out of all James Bond, he played James Bond, I would say the best, second to Sean Connery. I can't speak about all the other bombs. I think Pierce Brosnan played a good job, but I don't see him really cultivating James Bond like how Daniel Craig has done it. In my opinion, but that's just me. Um, one thing in this recent James Bond, there is a new MI6 agent in in sight of what we all want to call replacing the existing James Bond. Who is this actor? Who is this? Lady, let's look into who is this lady. And as you know, as I share this one, one thing I will say the direction that James Bond or the movie of uh, 007 is heading, I question it. Do I care really? No. Would it be nice to really see some different than them making this move? Possibly. But let's take a look. This is the woman that replaced 007 in the early parts of the film. Lashana Lynch leads the next 007 series. No Time to Die introduced a fantastic 007 with Lashana Lynch as Naomi. Should we see her again? Now, much this article came out. Today is the 12th, going on the 13th. 11, 10. This came out on Sunday. This came out Sunday. Two days once the release on the Thursday, going on Friday of last week. And it's written here. It was surprised when Naomi, the new and Chick of MI6 Agents, played by Lashana Lynch, surrounded her 007 codename, No Time to Die. Before that third act moment, she made a point of fiercely carving out the designation as her territory. She even delighted in the way everyone at MI6 called her by the title in front of old man James Bond. If handled in a different era, or by different actors, this all might play as antagonism or unlikable. But in the case of the dynamic between Lynch and Daniel Craig and director 
Gary, or we call Carrie June Fuckman, handle it was deeply entertaining. Painful enough, you might be back, but I'm not going to roll over just because your legacy. Hence why it seems somewhat unexpected when she volunteered to surrender the number of Bond before their third act invasion of a supervillain island, even as Bond had already heartily agreed to start calling her 007. In the theaters, it was by then speculating Bond would make it out of this mission alive. Is that a spoiler alert? It was a bit of a misdirection. If Bond double said again, surely then wouldn't kill him off, right? And yet by the time the credits rolled, Bond was dead and 007 codename was once more vacant. All which returns us to the question of why have Naomi give it up? And where do they go from here with Lynch exceedingly formidable double agent? Lynch is fabulous in her role of 007. Every a bit of stylish at her predecessor, but infinitely more comfortable in the modern world. And not just because of her gender or complexion. She has the swagger we associate with Bond's franchise and few of Bond's personal hangups and Forbes. Forbes. She is not the new James Bond, but she is already a great 007. Yet by introducing her in a film where Bond is killed off in a way which demands a hard reboot in a few years, are we supposed to just treat her as one of and done, a one and done? It feels ill-fitting to have her just roll over again for Bond Legacy after an outstanding introduction. Now, we're going to pause right here. What's good? And if anybody wants me to post the link, if they want comments and expressions, give me. let me know now in the comment section or the chat room. Now, did it spoil what happened to James Bond during the end of the movie? I'll tell you more of my views about the film in a second. Dan Craig made hay around the world early this year when he said the character of James Bond should only be played by a man. Not because men are better, but because there should be parts just as good for women. What he said shouldn't be controversial, especially since it echoes what longtime Bond franchise producer Barbara Bacoy had already stated several times. Bond is male, which is hard to argue with since character has always been defined by his masculinity and narrow to flawed views of women. Or narrow to a fault to views of women. The Pierce Brosnan and Dan Craig era has integrated the chauvinism, but chauvinism is still a defined aspect of the character. And without chauvinism, you don't have nothing on James Bond. It is what it is. With that said, No Time to Die has already proven while Bond is male, 007 is not. And as Craig said, there should be better parts of for women and actors of color. Well, No Time to Die created just that or just such a role for both in the Bond canon with Naomi, who like 
or who likes Barbara Batch, Triple X, and the Spy Who Loves Me, or Michelle Yeoh, Wan Lee, and Tomorrow Never Dies, is as equal, in fact, more than those characters she has successors and can stand on her own without even getting into his bed. If Bond had lived in no time to die and perhaps not become a father, it is easy image of con continuing where Bond did reclaim the title of 007 and Naomi or Naomi took on another designation. But now that Bond is dead and no time to die, credits state clearly, James Bond will return. It is seemed like it's all for naughty, yet it argues it doesn't have to be. And let's look. Okay. We can continue. Let me make sure. I... I think I lost where I was at. Hold on, guys. All right. For starters, Craig's error may be most definitely since John, um, Sean Connery. That is not to say Craig is also as good as Connery, or even this writer's second favorite Bond, but he had the most consistent run on the film since the 1960s and after a record-setting 15-year tenure, which like I said is 14 years, but they gave this 15 years because the movie came out this year, marks 15 years since 2006. He is only Bond a whole younger generation of fans had ever known from childhood until their 20s. Hence, like Connery, it might be hard to quickly replace Craig in the role of Bond. So if you're born, let's say, around 2006, and some people are born in the mid-80s mid and mid-90s, you will remember James Bond, or known of the film mostly, that you would probably love if you're a Bond fan or you just got in love with is the version from Daniel Craig's version of James Bond, playing James Bond. So, so why does Bond have the return immediately? The Craig era already features two lengthy gaps between films or four and six years of similar absence. Might make the heart growing founded before Bond inedible, recasting the creating a window of where Eon's production could launch a new set of films starring Naomi as 007 or otherwise. Producers Brock Hull and Michael G. Wilson famously wanted to spin off Halle Berry Jinx from Die Another Day into her own franchise back in 2002, 19 years ago. But MGM reportedly got cold feet about spending $80 million on the Bond films for not starting James Bond additionally Given the assertion, producers Barbara Broccoli was licensed, was wondering if it was also an early aught speculation 
towards women-led action films, which led to the film cancellation. Now, it's bullshit. That's a lot of bullshit, and let me tell you why. There was always films of women. I can't name a few off the top of my head since Daniel Craig took the role back in 2006. But we, if we could really go and do a quick Google search, we could find most films that did well and flunked that star woman roles. We're living in an era now of cancel culture. Um, a lot of, I'm not sure if you want more push of homosexuality and a lot of weird, goofy stuff in regards to pushing women in certain situations for the last few years. And how I view things is getting goofy out here. And to have Holly Berry, and mind you, Holly Berry, back in 2002, she played and got a Academy Award on the movie called Monsters Ball. And people are not familiar with Monsters Ball, you could easily find that movie. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but let's just say she really um stick it in to get that gold Oscar. That's all I'm going to tell you. Whoever the case may might be, the early 2020s are a different environment. And frankly, Naomi is a much better character than Jinx, which she is. I ain't going to lie. She is better, a better um, selection. Admittedly, the idea of Eon focused only on Naomi, even for just a few years, is a bit of a pipe dream due to the industrial realities of franchise movie makers. Producers always need to be cognizant of how popular and visible their intellectual property is, particularly in a world where Bond feels like a royalty at the multiplex when compared to the almost piercings of superheroes. I think that's how you pronounce it. Movies. Plus, if the 60th anniversary goes by next year without confirmation of a Bond is returning and soon with a new phase, there is a chance of unsettling the old fan base, which could become a troublesome for producers as a fanboy, whom Star Wars producer now feels obligated to coddle as if they made or poor lame. So the next Bond will almost certainly be announced in the next 12 months. So by October, I expect they should have a new Bond or someone that's going to replace James Bond, or they might move forward to what they already have presented in this film that was just released last week. And with that comes a hard reboot. Still, that doesn't have to be the end of Naomi. While the character will know in number and no time to die, will likely not be visited again. Technically speaking, the Bond producers have already been open to play fast and lose with reboots, cherry-pickings what they want and scrapping the fur, the rest. Consider the last time the Bond series had a hard reboot between Die Another Day and Casino Royale of 2006. For the first time in the character's history, Eon Productions wouldn't pretend it all the same guy. Yet even though it was a firm reset, Dame Judy Dunch returned as M, 
this doesn't make a lot of sense from the world building perspective but from a vantage of filmmakers how do you not include dunch she was one of the best auditions from the brosmic era and added a screwing female get glaze towards 007 antics technically dunch played two subtle different misses the one introducing by in golden eye was more of a traditional bureaucracy whose state craps annoyed Brosnan season and more openly a sexist bond. Thus the famous line, I think you're a sexist misogynist dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War. Mm. Conversely, Dunst M in Casino Royale is the old school Cold War warrior bemoaning how much Better life was for spies before 9-11. Also, whereas Brosnan and Dunch character had a slowly evolving sense of mutual respect, almost as peer Craig Bond wore the chips of growing up an orphan on his shoulders, which Dunch M sympathized with and exploited. She became both a mentor and mother to this young, raw Bond. Dunch characterized even had different civil names according to the golden eye script dunch first m was named barbara mawasley whereas we learned explicitly as skyfall 2020-12 and that her second m was olivia mansfield so if eon has a reboot it could get haze about the whole dunch return as m thing then the next one should do the same for Lynch, returning as Naomi. Or Naomi, for all we care, just give her a last name and a new code name. If James Bond must return, and he should, then let Lynch get her new designated name. And I said this before I continue reading. Instead of calling her 007, she should be, in which this guy that wrote this was spot on, because we think alike, this female should be called 008, not 006. Screw that. No, you're going to be called 008. And the 8 sign, if you turn it to the side, means infancy, infinite. The later might even give the franchise the chance to re-image another classic Bond villain, Alex Trevelyan, if I have to pronounce his name. The point of Eon has long wanted another franchise led by a woman super spy who can build her own in-graph. Lynch performance just laid the foundation. No Time Die is in theaters now. And that ends that part. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Now the spoiler part. I'm looking at this. Hmm. And for those that's listening, uh, make sure you hit the like button and share this stream. Shares are free when we hurt you. Um, I'm just looking at some interesting, interesting. 
Anyway. Okay. Now, the spoilers. And matter of fact, let me make a call. Kind of like give no spoilers yet. Give me a second, guys. I'm trying to find something. Uh, where is he? Okay, here it is. Hey, what's good, Cerulean? What are you up to? Hey, what's good, man? I'm streaming live right now. YouTube. Did you catch the um James Bond movie? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I, you know, I'm I'm going live right now talking about. I watched it over the weekend, and to let you know, because I read the article that, and I tell you right now, this is really great from the Great Regime. The spoiler for those who will watch it, and they will watch it. Is that he's dead. And how he dies, I can't tell y'all that because you gotta watch the movie personally. But for those that didn't understand that they are gonna remake and reboot this franchise. Now, is it gonna be James Bond? They tell you in the credits that he will return, but it just tell you the name. They didn't tell you if the code name double sims gonna return. That's difference. They can now put in a woman as a replacement as 007, which they did in this film, which they said it did pretty well. Well, I mean, well, I mean, if you look at the James Bond franchise, yeah, uh, like you understand, 007 is just is just really a code name, a code phrase. It, it, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it said in the article. You know what I'm saying what Daniel Craig said is is a code name. It's not really gender specific, which a lot of people, if they watch the film, which they're gonna eventually will watch or haven't watched it, it, it tells you during when she came in during um think in Cuba when she introduced herself to James Bond. You get me? And he didn't know that they replaced him, but like everybody knows, 007 is a code name. Like anything else. So it's not by gender that people go by. They go by James Bond, but they didn't understand why he was always called and refers to code double seven. Because that's his code name. They always refer him to his real name on average. You get me? For those that know him. You get me? So he goes by many titles. You know, even 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 James Bond, like it's kinda like uh you know, your average you know, your American spy name, right? Mm-hmm. Your classic American spy name is like uh like John Smith, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's meant to be a name that's just so common, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's common. So, but the point is, I'm telling you and telling people that's listening that um they're gonna do a hard reboot, but now the direction how they're gonna take it now because it's been 25 films and over. 
59 years that they're going to ship and start branch off this series. And if you're not familiar with it, um, I did the background on Wikipedia that there are multiple writers, even the guy that wrote the original James Bond novels back um, 68 years ago, and he died back in 64, that these same novels he wrote, some of them became films, and they decided to offshoot his writing to branch off making more than what it is. Since they start making but, money. But if, but if you really understand it in context, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like it, it's actually a good thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. you want, you, you want, uh, like, diversity. Iconic characters. Yeah. You, no, you want your iconic characters, uh, business wise, you want your iconic characters to reach as many demographics as possible. The only people that are really upset about this are really those, like, you know, sexually repressed, you okay. know, don't really have a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. You know, they want they want everything to be to be true to the, the, the tradition of what the movie has always been, which is basically uh typically white male, you know, tall, dark haired, you know, uh blue eyes, what, maybe, possibly. Maybe blue eyes, but what they consider quote unquote handsome, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing like a new generation, you know, same thing with uh, Star Wars, right? Yeah. That's just with, that's just with anything, like, uh, you know, look at uh, Marvel, right? Mm -hmm. X-23. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because Hugh Jackman can't play fucking Wolverine forever. I know, I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, and don't forget, um, what do you call it? Shang Zing? I mean, Shang some. What the guy named the guy that that just came out last month? Um, that that did very well. And now the Eternals should be coming out. I don't know if it's this month or next month, but they start to really delve into the diversity piece of a lot of films. You know, some are hit and miss. You know, and I, I didn't. I was not really surprised that Shang Zing did well, Shang He, because it's something different. Yeah. All right, all right, good. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, no, do your thing, do your thing. And I was saying, I was getting your take. But if I, like I said, you know, but good. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Appreciate your take. All right. Yeah, that's certainly great. And he said, he well said, well said. So the character died off. And the decision how they can move forward is they're going to do the reset. And the reset, from what I'm looking at, is going to be most likely going to be a female um, action here in replacement of the previous male action here for the past 59 years. Now, they're not going to announce if there's going to be a replacement James Bond. They said James Bond will return. But we all know within the next 12 months, starting now in October, that if they're going to move forward to replace a James Bond. Now, in the thumbnail, what y'all seen in the middle is Elbus and Brees. Another um, African, I think he's Nigerian descent, born and raised in England. He was supposed to be the, the fourth runner of replacing James Bond, a black man. Now, mind you, they replaced Elbus with a black woman from 
African origin from I think she's from Nigeria or some part of Africa that's born in Europe as well. They were going to take steps in doing this anyway. My projection, they were going to put a black face in James Bond anyway. Now, would have been better if they put a man as a replacement of a new reset of James Bond as a black man like Elba Ebris? Absolutely. It would have made better sense because he's in his 40s, about to be 50 next year. It would make better sense if you're going to re restart this, have a black man play it. But we all know because of the image of the black man right now that they, I can't say if it's not going to happen, they might still do it, that they want to put out that positive image, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. But if they were going to go about and go and move and ship using a different race of man, that would probably make better sense. But I wouldn't know that because, let's be honest, um, it's all about imagery at the end of the day, regardless who's spending money or not. Now, moving forward, they, how I see it, they're going to probably make a woman play as the new agent of um, the James Bond series. I could be wrong, but we will know in the next 12 months. And during then, they're going to be strategizing and already laid out what they're going to do with Naomi. I think they're going to have Naomi in her own films as MI6 agent. Will she be the replacement of James Bond? We will know next year once if they announce creating or replacing a James Bond. And once they come with the decision, you will see a new James Bond in the next three to four years at best. I project 2024 at best a new James Bond film. And I could be even say maybe 2025, but I could say by 2024, definitely they're going to have a new James Bond. At least. It's going to take three, four years. Once they come with a decision next year, I would say the projection of when next film will be posted is three to four years at best. So we're going to sit back and see what will happen. Another disclaimer and another spoiler. Elvis Abris, there's a cameo of him in the film No Time to Die. He is in the film. I'm letting y'all know he is a film. That's another spoiler when y'all watch the film. He is in the film. What he's doing in the film, you have to watch and see for yourself. And the one last thing. With all the misogynists in this thing about feminism and all this nonsense about future films, action films, it is what it is. And the reason why I say why they shifted moving gears is they're not trying to create diversity, trying to create more of a diversion and confusion to already a population that has understand that filming and agendas had to be pushed and that they're going to use the power of films to push these agendas. There's no way around it. So every time you watch these new films, you're going to see maybe potentially more homosexuality. You might see more feminism. You might see more woman power. Women could beat men's ass, etc. You're going to see more of this. There's going to be more of these to come. There's some array and there could be more to come. Now, before I wrap this up, is it a good idea to go watch this movie? I would say yes. And here's why. There's a lot of gems and jewels and, and a lot of um, 
egg Easter eggs in the movie that you gotta watch for yourself. You gotta see for yourself. Besides all the wonderful action, especially one of the scenes that I like the most is the Ashton Martin um machine gun spin. And trust me, that was one of the best of many few scenes in the movie, besides other action parts of the movie, which I do enjoy. So I think I lay out everything for y'all. And the article for that of Naomi is in the description of this video. Let me do this. So, like I said, I mean, this was pretty decent. If you're new to this channel, Chaos Wayne channel, make sure you hit the red button, top notification bell. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at Chaos Wayne 7 and follow me on Facebook, Eric Rain on Facebook. Um, make sure you leave a comment at the end of the stream. Tell me your favorite Bond moments from the films that you may watch and which Bond you think you like the best, including the actor. Oh, and another thing, I forgot to tell you. They did not dedicate the 25th film of James Bond in memories of Sean Connery, which I find it very ironic. I wonder it's because years ago he talked about slapping a woman in his home country, Scotland and stuff, and that's how men move. I'm not sure because of his misogynist ways that they didn't want to put his name in the credit scenes in remembrance of him. That might be the reason why they ain't really reference or mentioned the first James Bond, which is Sean Connery for some reason. I could be wrong, but like I said, he should have been dedicated in this 25th film because he was one of the top first James Bond to ever play it, second to Daniel Craig that had a longer skit as James Bond. But like I said, I wouldn't know why they didn't put his name in the end credits. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. So, you know, like always, thank you for listening. And, you know, you know where to find me, but you know where to find Chaos Rain. Stop playing. <laughs>
Thank you, Ross. Ring!